Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. the Remain Seated Podcast. I'm not even sitting down right now. Uh, well, I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if there, I don't see a chair. There's not a chair in you here. I'm going to go get you a chair, honey. Yeah, yeah, go get yeah, me a chair. Okay. Yeah. I'll be right back. And the Red Bull, please. We're out of Red Bull. We're out of Red Bull. All right. Hey, there's a chair. But no Red Bull, huh? Sorry. Ugh. Give me this microphone. You shouldn't drink that anyway. It's not good for you. I already have a lot of things that are bad for my heart. So let's not add to them. I have a lot of cardiac problems. You don't have cardiac problems? Well, they're they're budding. <laughs> they're budding? <laughs> I have budding cardiac problems. I don't want to hear that. Band, band name, budding, budding cardiac arrest? Yeah, you can't even say it. Budding arrest. No. Almost attack. Almost, almost <laughs> attack. Uh, so now we're seated. Now we can do the remain seated podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I would be lying to people if I was standing up. You are honest. I am honest. I could have just done the whole podcast without addressing the fact that I was standing. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I'd like you to be. Well, I want you to be comfortable for this topic. Yep. Because this is this is a hard one. Or maybe it doesn't have to be. I don't know. I don't know it where is this is going to go. Whatever you said it as. Well, so we got this email. Do you want to read the email? Yeah. Um, this is from Colton. He emailed Gina at x96.com. Uh, he said, hey, Gina, I don't normally email to stuff like this, but I wanted to say how much I love the Remain Seated podcast. I can honestly say that I laugh out loud each week and anticipate it coming into my podcast feed. I also listen to RFH every day. Love you guys. Anyway, I had an idea. And I know it's a far-fetched one, but I'd love to hear more about Festus's dad. He's always been the pirate looming in the background. I love that part. But I've always been curious. I also understand if it's too sensitive of a topic, but I thought I'd ask. Anyway, keep up the good work. Peace out, Colton. Uh, thank you, Colton. So I got that email a couple of weeks ago, and I said to you, this is, one, this is totally your call whether we talk about this or not. I'm fine with it. I'm an open book. Yeah, but this is a sensitive This is one. a chapter in my book. It's also a chapter in your book. It could be sensitive for you, too. Yeah, well, it's it's sensitive for me only in that I'm worried about your feelings. I don't have Yes, feelings. you do. You have lots of feelings. I'm too sarcastic to have feelings. <laughs> so I'm going to let you lead this. Or do you want me to? I don't know how to attack this topic. Do you want me to talk about when I met your dad and how we got married and all that? Yeah, talk about how everything connects. Okay. So 
Um, I've talked before about uh, my fiance that passed away. Uh, Vic. Vic. Right? Yeah. He had testicular cancer. After he um, passed away, I had quit my job. I had quit school to take care of him. And then when he died, I had no job and no nothing. And I was kind of lost a little bit. And so um, Papa Gary said, why don't you come work for me at my healthcare consulting business? Because I have experience in that. You do. You have a lot to bring to the table. (laughs) And it was great because I didn't have to think about going out looking for a job. He just gave me a job and it was a place to kind of get back on my feet. And at that job... I met a wonderful person, and we were the same age, and everybody else that worked there was twice as old as we were, so... That's pretty much what it takes for toddlers to be friends. (laughs) Well, we're the same size. That's crazy. Exactly. Let's throw this ball. (laughs) That's what we did. That's what you did on your lunch break. And we we became good friends, and she said, you know, my brother... She wasn't totally honest. <laughs> she well, said, how could she be? She said she my... wanted you to like it. <laughs> she said my my brother's single, and uh, kinda, kinda. I didn't, for now, I didn't find that out for a while. My brother's <laughs> single, and uh, I maybe I should set you guys up on a date. And I said, well, I I like Camille a lot. I'm sure I'll like her brother a lot. She didn't even like her brother. <laughs> no, that's not true. He called her a bitch constantly. Well, <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> and she and I, you know, I was just coming off losing somebody pretty, you know, pretty traumatically. And well, I just realized I'm going to be super honest with you. With me? Yeah. Right now? Well, here okay. we go. Because um, I'm thinking about where this is going as I'm saying it. But... You may as well just tell me <laughs> and everybody else. Uh so she set us up on a date, and um, your dad was cute and funny. I, the best thing about him always was his sense of humor, and you have a lot of that in you. Um, but he was also damaged. He had an earring. <laughs> he masked his emotions with <laughs> jokes. Sound familiar? He, <laughs> that's you. Uh-huh. Although you haven't worn the earrings for a while. I haven't while. worn the earrings for a while. They're, they're, I've t- I got rid of them. So we uh, we took it slow dating, but what your dad always liked to do is what he always liked to do even when you knew him is hang out at your grandparents' house. That, even when he didn't live there? Yes. Okay. And so we spent a lot of time there, and I got to know, I mean, I already knew your Aunt Camille, um, but... The McDonald family is a big, crazy, interesting family. Ah! <laughs> they are. Yeah, it's true. And I fell in love with your grandpa, your grandma, and there was always a cast of characters coming and going. I liked that they... One of the things I really liked, you're going to think this is funny, is... um you know, they have their family room. There's no TV in the family room. The the couches, get this, they're facing each other. Mm-hmm. And it forces you to have conversations. Which I loved. I loved that that family would just sit down and just start talking about politics or 
whatever. And not everybody agreed. Everyone, you know, had different opinions on things and they would yell at each other. And But that's part of the fun. No, I, I really, I fell in love with that whole family. Your dad was part of that. But I thought this is a great family. I would like to be a part of this family. Now, your dad, he was a damaged person. He well, he was born with a heart defect, so he's actually physically, physically damaged. damaged. And he had uh, different surgeries and, and things when he was young. And he was given prescription opioids for those surgeries. They were pretty... He he was a man of much scar tissue. Yes, inside and out. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, he had gallbladder surgery and all kinds of. He stuff. He weighed a whole lot less after all of his surgery. Yeah, they took all kinds of organs, tumors. Out. And... <laughs> so so he was physically ill um, from the time I met him, and he ended up getting physically sicker the longer we were together. He developed Cushing's disease at one point, which is a a tumor on your pituitary gland mm-hmm. and we had to go to California for special surgery on that so he had heart problems and he had that and through all of those surgeries and it happens to a lot of people they can become addicted to prescription drugs it's it's common mm-hmm. when i met him he was working at LDS Hospital. He was a, a blood gas tech. It's a Latter-day Saints. The, yes. the Church of Jesus Christ a of Latter-day, Latter-day Saints, Saints Hospital. Hospital. They can't fit that on the sign. Anymore. I know. They have to abbreviate it. And while we were dating, he got fired from that job for stealing prescription pads it used to be the doctors See, i didn't know that i'm learning know that. things too no is that the thing you were going to tell me or are we no to there's that? other things okay i'm not going to tell you i'm not going to sit here and bag on your dad i'm just telling you the no, story just, uh, telling his life story is inherently bagging <laughs> well, on, him, on him a little bit and he kind of did it to himself but i feel like we need to be honest about it mm-hmm. and well someone was curious they asked the question so we're telling the story. so or you're telling the story he um and I didn't know about it until after. I was pretty naive when we started dating. I didn't know he had the problem that he had. Uh, to him, it was a solution. Yeah, that's never a solution. Not a problem. So he still. So doctors used to carry. There were like little notepads that were like already filled out prescriptions. You know, now everything's on computers and stuff. But he stole doctor prescription pad, and he would just write himself prescriptions. I would like some oxycontin. Yeah. And this was, you know, a long time ago when the people weren't as, as he was, he was, your dad was a really smart person. Yeah. So he, he just liked his pills. He, he fit, meaning he figured out how to write a prescription. So it looked like a doctor wrote it. He knew the short codes and all the right and numbers. He wanted and, to be a doctor. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. That's why he had the job at the hospital. And so he got fired for that. Um, it was one of those things where he, the, his, uh, his sentence was um, rehab instead of 
Yeah, so I mean, he got arrested. Or, he got yeah. arrested for it. But again, I didn't know any of this until after it happened. I've been online and looked for his mugshot, and I found it. I didn't oh, know that's what it's for. Okay, but he looks older in the mug. Maybe he got that's, arrested another time. Yeah, I think he. Ca- I think he did. We'll get to that. You go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. By the end of this, honey. let's tally up how many are times you, he's gotten arrested. Are you sure you're okay talking about this? Of course. Go go. I'm learning things. Everyone's learning. <sighs> I don't. Again, we went over this. I don't have emotions. Yes, you do. They're in a little chamber inside. I looking back on it, I so he had physical problems, he had health problems, and he had emotional problems. All of that. And I realized looking back that I had tried to take care of Vic when he was sick different kind of sick but sick similar in a lot of ways and he died terminal but yeah and i think there was a part of me that wanted to take care of your dad and help him get better i wanted i thought i can do better this as a way to kind of feel better about not feel better about it but like feel like you can Help somebody. help somebody. I wanted to. I wanted to help somebody all the way. I wanted him to get physically healthy. I wanted him to be happy because yeah, there were things about him that you loved, of course. But you wanted to help the things you didn't, of course. And what I didn't realize at the time, and what everybody should realize, is that never happens. No, you don't change people. I I I desperately wanted to mm-hmm. help him. Um, as you know, he's a very strong-willed person. That's what we'll call it, yeah. <laughs> he, he wanted things the way he wanted them. and But, I mean, crazy stuff. Like, it was hard because he was sick. He was in pain. So there was that part of me that's like, well, he needs the pills because... He's sick and in pain. And that's the common dilemma with opiate addiction is, well, you had the surgery, you need to feel better. But where's the line, though, with it? Where is it too much? But he would, he stole pills. One of the things I was maddest about is when, right after I had you, you know, the doctors usually give you some kind of pain pill for the first week or two just to help you get over the pain of childbirth. Mm Mm-hmm. He stole those from me. Really? So at that point, it's not, I'm in pain and I need this because I have a physical problem. It was... It's a bigger problem. It's a bigger... Well, And he's, and he's just an ass. Well, no, I didn't say that. But but with, with the problem that he wasn't willing to get help for. Well, most people with problems don't usually want help. We tried. They enjoy their problem. He um, he overdosed more than once, and after the second time, we had an intervention to try to get him to go to rehab, which, I mean, I guess that's a good thing to do, and maybe if it gets through to the person, then maybe they get on the road to recovery, but he was not somebody that liked being told what to do. We didn't give him an option. We're like, we're having this intervention, and then you're going to rehab. And he fought it the whole way. And you take him there, and he stayed like a day and came back. He was not 
doing. He was not having no, any No, he doesn't care what anyone else. He does what he wants to do. I feel like I've been doing all the talking here. I No, you're telling me I don't know any of this, so I'm relying you didn't on know, you to You tell didn't know we ever story. did intervention or any of that? Mm-hmm. I didn't know he overdosed. Or, I mean, obviously, the last time, but... I, if without you, I wouldn't know any of it. Like, I wouldn't be able to tell this story up to this point. It's, it was hard. And I had you in the middle of it. And I had no idea. Well, you were a baby. But, yeah. You were, I mean, you were three when we got divorced. I was three. I've always, people always ask, I always said between four and six, because you got remarried to Joe uh, when, when I was six. six. So I knew it was somewhere, I couldn't remember how long it had been, but somewhere between four and he Six. he moved out when you were three, yeah. And then it, there was a couple year period where I was just single and because I don't remember him li- like living with him. Really, the only thing I remember was wait was he living with us when we watched School of Rock? Maybe because I remember with the two of you. Remember that was my first PG thirteen movie. Oh, we were in the Sandy House. Yeah, and you guys rented School of Rock when it first came out. I remember watching it with both of you. We well, so when we were separated, we would do things. Was he uh, was he Uncle Sean? No, he was wasn't he Uncle. Sean. Did you separate? But he would come no. over on like Wednesdays and be Uncle no, Sean. He was your dad, but we would we would do family stuff together. So that's probably when that was. Like after I don't think you, you got were, divorced? No, we didn't separated. get divorced for a couple of years. We were separated for a while because I I wanted it to. You work. had an overlap. I wanted it to work. I had well, I had a child with him. I I tried. We went to therapy. We went. We tried. It wasn't like it was. And none of this is your fault because you wanted it to work, but he was just being a dick. Well, he there was part of him. I think that it wasn't. I don't. I don't know. I I wanted. It's never just one person. They say, but I want you to know. I tried really hard and I, I know you did probably stayed with him longer than I should have yeah you didn't deserve any of that well you are a wonderful beautiful person thank you sweetheart you and, and he, you he did not deserve you and you did not deserve that it's hard though when you have when you have a child because you you're told well you should keep the family together no matter what but not no matter what not absolutely if not no matter sense. what if it's working. I'm glad you don't remember a lot of that because there was a lot of ugly stuff when you were a baby. And I'm glad you don't remember it. Maybe that's defense mechanism for I you. I it. Well, and I was two. So yeah. I, I mean, you don't remember a lot. From... Yeah. But it was, there was a point where I just, I, I didn't care if I ever got married again. I ever dated again. I knew if it was just me and you forever, we would be great. And we were fine. We were. Mm-hmm. We had that house. We had a house all to ourselves. We had a dog. We had we a had... dog. We had a great life. <laughs> no, we did. And I really w- it was not about me wanting to marry somebody else or date anybody. It was, I can't, I can't live with this anymore. And you couldn't either. But I want you to know that the thing that finally stopped it, because I would have kept trying. But he cheated on me. And I'm, I I guess in my mind, I needed that permission like, okay, I can't divorce him for being a drug addict. I can't divorce him for being abusive. I should be able to 
work through that. But finally, this is a thing that I feel like, okay. This gives you enough of this a reason. Gives me, which everything else gave you enough of a reason, but you needed the nail in the coffin to go, okay. Which I would tell people listening, don't do that. That's stupid. Any no, one of those things. sign of... Yeah. Telling yourself you can stay with an abusive drug addict because you feel like you need to keep the family together is 100% wrong. But in my mind, I thought, okay, he's cheated on me. Now I won't feel guilty about getting divorced, which is stupid. Yeah, but, but that, I mean, if it was just that alone, that would be enough of a reason. Sure. But everything else is also enough of a reason. Sure. But you just love so much and you wanted to... That's why you're such a great person. You wanted, you would, were willing to work through that to keep the family together. I was, but I probably did it for too long. No, you did. You didn't deserve that for that long. You didn't deserve that at all. But well, or you didn't either. I didn't want you I raised. Don't remember the trauma. But if we had stayed together, at some point you would have remembered it, and that's not okay. So, the. Obviously, I wasn't going to have any effect over him over the drug problem after we got divorced. I mean, especially not then. If anything, that was going to exacerbate it. And he moved in with your grandparents. I mean, he lived in a couple places before that, but... Let's just say this. He never renewed a lease. No. He never renewed a lease. I gave him half the money in the house, and I was hoping he would... Half the money in the house? Like, oh, equi- like the equity? equity in the house. Why did you do that? Because when you get divorced, that's what you do. But when you buy drugs, you buy drugs. Well, and that's why he didn't ever stay anywhere very long. So the Drugs are expensive. You know the Oxy's like 80 bucks a pill on the street, Mom? <laughs> I'm glad you can joke about this. I can joke about anything. So at some point he ran out of money and in my in my mind the oh I don't know why I just thought about this. Do you remember when oh. he took you to California? To LA, yeah. Do you remember calling me? You don't remember this, do you? No. Oh, this, this made me so mad. We were at Hermosa Beach. Yeah. What happened? You call, he took you on a vacation and you call, you were little. You were like 5. You were five. No, you were six because Joe Joe was with me when this was going on. And and you called and you said, Mom, Dad left and hasn't come back in a while. Because it was just the two of you in California. You don't remember this at all? No, I don't. And you were so little, I didn't know what to do. And I said, how long has he been gone? I don't know, a long time. And I said, well, are you scared? And you said, yeah, I'm scared. You know, this is... Before cell phones and stuff. Well, how did I call you? Just whatever the phone and the... I knew your number when I was five? I guess, yeah. Okay. Or six. You were six. And I said, well, I'll just stay on the phone with you until he gets home. Hour, two hours. He's still not back. You have no idea where he went. You're alone. I'm like, honey... Do you know where you are? I I don't know. Like the address. It wasn't a hotel. I don't remember this at all. I remember going on the trip, but I don't remember this. It wasn't a hotel. It must have been a condo or something. I remember he rented a condo from, I think, his friend. And I said, I said, do you see anything there with an address on it? Because I was going to call the police and have them come get you. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, is he dead somewhere? Is he 
what am I going to do? You're all the way in California. You have no, I said, is there a piece of mail there? Is there, and you're looking around something, something with the, the landmark. Like, yeah. But I didn't want to hang up with you. And I think it was almost three hours. We were doing this on the phone and finally he came back. Mm. Did you talk to him? Yeah. And he's like, what? I'm like, you left a six-year-old alone in a condo in California for three hours? It wasn't three hours. I'm like, it was at least that. counting. It must have been a while before he called me and was scared. Who knows what he was out doing? He was gallivanting. (laughs) Oh, that made me mad. Yeah. I had no idea. I don't remember that at all. But... The maddest I am, and I'm still mad. I I have not. You look mad. I don't see you look mad very often. You look mad right now. I know they say you're supposed to forgive and forget, and and it's been a long time. (laughs) I can't. I'm not. I'm still not there yet. But when he was living with his parents, your grandparents. And I remember I took you to Iron Man. Was that the first Iron Man movie? Probably. Well, what? how old was I? Do you remember? Well, this was 12? Thir- 12. You were 12. When we went with my friend? Yeah. Yeah. And I took you to Iron Man, and then you wanted me to drop you off at your grandma's house after. Mm-hmm. So I dropped you off there in the afternoon. It was an early screening of Iron Man. And it wasn't four hours later that I got a call that they'd had to call the ambulance. I called the ambulance. You called the ambulance. So you tell me if I get this or maybe I don't do you want me to tell this part or you tell about what happened yeah well so I I was 12 so I didn't know what was going on but my cousin and I Gavin um, we were like riding skateboards outside or something we went inside um, and I went downstairs to go check on dad and he looked like he was asleep and so me and Gavin were like oh this would be so funny we know this trick where if you spray Lysol in a smoke detector, it'll go off. And so we're like, this would be hilarious. We'll wake him up with the smoke detector. And so we go back upstairs to where Grandma and uh, Gavin's mom was. And we start, like, rummaging trying to get the Lysol. Mm-hmm. And they go, what are you doing? And I'm like, Dad's not waking up, so I'm going to wake him up with the smoke detector, with the Lysol and the smoke detector. And they go, what? He's not waking So they rush downstairs. He won't wake up. He's blue in the face. And um, I have a phone. I'm closest to the phone. And so I never aunt, knew you were the one that called. You didn't know that? Yeah. No. I was the one that called 911, and I was 12 years old. And so I was like, hey, my dad won't wake up. And oh, baby. the 911 operator was like, no, calm down. Just what's the address? And I didn't know the address. Yeah. And so I handed the phone off, and someone else told him the address. But So I am... I still haven't forgiven him for doing that and you having to find him like that. You having that experience. Not saying that if it had happened and you'd been with me, it wouldn't have been traumatic for you to find out your dad died that way. 
But having to see. But having to be there and be a part of it and that that there wasn't part of him that thought, okay, yeah, I take drugs or whatever, but you know, maybe when my son's here I won't take so much that something bad could happen. The fact that he put you in that position of seeing him that way and having to call 911 and watch your dad be carried out of the house on a stretcher and not knowing whether he was alive or I I still can't I still don't have compassion for him about that. He took 13 in oxycontin. So he did that knowing you were there. Knowing that you I mean, I don't know. I I know it's not right for me to still be mad about that and I yeah, should Yeah, it is. I'm mad about it. I I hate that you have that image in your head and that experience. I mean, losing your dad anyway, a car accident, whatever would be terrible, but I almost can't think of anything worse than a child finding their parent like that. And I'm sorry that you have that. Oh. And I can't I can't feel bad for myself cuz they're they're kids that have it way worse than I did. How can you say that after all of that? Because it's not, I don't know, I don't feel bad for myself. I can't feel bad for myself when I have it pretty good. Sweetheart. Well, I, well, I can feel bad for you because I do. I hate that that's part of your story. I don't, you don't deserve that. Everyone's got something. That's That's a big something, though. Yeah. That's, I mean, you're right. Everybody has stuff. And nobody's stuff is worse than anybody else's. But I I hate that that's... But you're my boy, and I hate that you have that. That's why I tell too many jokes. <laughs> to cover up the pain that yeah. you say that you don't have? I shove it way down inside. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not my dad. <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's horrible! Oh, my God. You can edit that out if you want. No, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, should I have gotten you more therapy or something? <laughs> you got me a little bit. Uh, but you didn't really want it, no, and I'm you fine. seemed fine. I'm fine. But maybe you're pretending you're fine all this time, and then no. you're going to, you know... I'm going to murder people, or... You're not going to murder people, are you? No, no, no. We'll find out. I'm not going <laughs> to... You'll see it on the news. You know what's funny what? is the cop that was there that day. You know, remember the story about me getting my wisdom teeth out and I kept telling them thank you when yeah, I woke up? Yeah. The cop that was sitting there, I just kept telling him thank you. Oh, honey. You're too little to be that sweet and wonderful. Thank you. You were you exceptional. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. I love you a lot. I love you. I'm sorry you had to go through. Yeah, shitty luck with men, Mom. Yeah, but it all turned shitty out okay. Man luck. You have a great one now. Yep. Yep. He I makes do. up for all of it. He does. He does. And he's been good to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you've had... I'm glad you've had positive role model. I mean, he's not the only positive role model you're, you've had, but he's he's a big one. And, mm -hmm. and I'm glad of that. Boy, this is not a dumb one. Next week, we'll do something really stupid. 
Poop, poop, fart butts. <laughs> poop, fart butts? Poop, fart butts. No, we're not going to do that. Okay. I think I'm going to have to remain seated the rest of the day. I yeah, think. Whew, I'm tired. I'm sorry, everybody. That was really heavy-handed. But uh, there's the story. I don't know if that's what you were looking for, Colton, um, or oh, anyone else that was do, curious. Oh, why was he called the pirate? Oh, yeah. We, let's address that at the end. <laughs> so he had, like, two little hoop earrings he would wear, which is kind of piratey. Yeah. Though the same kind I used to wear. <laughs> but he had a big um, scar on the back of his head that he was kind of embarrassed about. So he would wear, like, head scarves to cover it up. So he looked like a pirate. He looked like a pirate, yeah. <laughs> so that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. I don't like this episode. I'm glad we, we did it, we though. We tell the, all the truth here. I know. I'm glad, we, I'm glad you were willing to talk about it, and I'm glad we did. I'm open, especially on this podcast. I feel like we need to be honest with, you know, with everybody. I don't think we have anything to hide. Well, that was pretty damn honest. Yeah. Okay, well... Now we're going to play the funny music that's going to feel weird, too. (laughs) This is a Remain Seated podcast. (laughs) Don't do that! (laughs) No, no, no. Don't cry. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 